Hi everyone, and welcome to Time Spot on the Beat, a podcast presented by the New Straits Times, where we try to talk about everything sports. My name is Fabian Peter, and I have been a sports writer with the NST for the past seven years. Each week, we will be discussing various topics with sports officials, athletes, and even fans to bring you behind the scenes of what actually takes place in the world of sports. So sit back, folks, and enjoy the show. All right, and we are back in the studio for the second part of our podcast with uh, Dr. Subramaniam E. Rasamanikam. Um, and uh, for those tuning in for the first time, you can catch our previous episode, which is already out on uh, audioplus.com or even on nst.com.my. Welcome again to the studio, Doctor. Thank you, Fabian, and it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it has been a pretty busy period, um, especially in the world of sports uh, yes. here locally. Um I think most of our athletes are, you know, returning from the Sea Games. Yeah. Uh, were you following the Sea Games, Doctor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, on and off. On yeah. And off. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about uh, Malaysia's uh, overall performance well, at the games? Um, certain in- individuals have performed well, mm-hmm. but if you say overall, uh, I think. Uh, it's a bit of a disappointment. It's a bit of a, it's yes. a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's. I think. For the first time after so long, we have not, uh, you know, achieved. Yeah. You know, way below par in terms yes. of the See, total medal we, we did put uh, medals, tally, achievement. We achieved it, but if you look at it, if you look at the other countries and yes. their achievement, correct. I think we were uh, left behind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sad. Sad. Right, back to our um, topic, yep. Doctor. You know, uh, in, our previous, yep. <laughs> <laughs> in our previous episode, we uh, delve into grassroots and development. Um, this time around, we're going to take it uh, one step further, right? So uh, we understand how uh, grassroots and development work. And, you know, like you said, it's part... You know, you've got the business side of things. You've got your, um, you know, your education ministry is also involved. These are all the stakeholders, stakeholders. right? Yeah. Um, today, we want to talk about the older players. Okay. You know, once they come up through the youth system, okay. then, you know, they make it into your under 18s, your under 19. You've got your under 23. And... Uh, we want to talk a little bit about the Sea Games yeah. and how Malaysia performed at the Sea Games. You know, unfortunately, uh, they did not win a medal yeah. because they lost uh, in the playoffs. That's right. Right? So, um, what is your take, Doctor, <coughs> on our Sea Games performance? Well, I would still... Oh, yes, we failed. We, uh, I would say we failed miserably. Hmm. Yeah. Um, for one... Um, Southeast Asian Games or football in Sea Games is not ranked in the FIFA, uh, what do you call, standings. Okay. Because it's under 23. Mm. So it's not, even if a national team, it's not a senior national team. Okay. It's an age group national team. So uh, by virtue of that, we will not get a FIFA ranking. Okay. <clears throat> A, a, a tournament of that stature, uh-huh. we should n- close our eyes and uh, 
become champions. The way I look at, if you look at the the facilities that we have, mm-hmm. um, the infrastructure that we have, um, some of the countries are struggling. Okay. Okay. But they did put up a good fight. Yeah. Right? Now, teams to notice were like Timor Leste and so on who have picked up they came they came to us for help and they have picked up now why didn't we because before we went we our target the national team's target fam's target the sports ministry's target was gold for football so easily okay. we'll win gold okay. they said it mm. then we didn't even win bronze mm. where were the problem okay now that's the question yeah yep. Uh, we have established we didn't win where's the problem now that means i'll take back to the last podcast yep grassroots and youth development hmm. it is like if you do not have a good foundation uh-huh. the house could collapse at any time if there are undercurrent strong undercurrent water uh, un- underground rivers unseen hmm. it will shake the 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 stature the the strength of the building uh-huh. Likewise, we do not have good grassroots and youth. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, we have a sports school in Gambang. Yes, which houses the age group boys. Yeah, but that's insufficient. Mm. Really, really insufficient, and totally to blame a national coach. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. because he can do only that much with the talent given to him. Mm. That is the reason why I'm saying at an age group we do not need foreign coaches. Okay. I'm I I feel that local coaches at this century in 2022 we should not rely at a at a foreigner. Mm. But I get a feeling that the national association when they put a foreigner they think the general public will think well there is a foreigner he will create a magic mm. and okay. i have the same feeling for kim pangon mm-hmm. yeah uh, he could be one of the best coaches in the world okay leave aside that view but does he have the material to create a champion mm. team okay so even in the initial stages the under 23 team before going into uh sea games uh, competition they already had problems you know they they didn't do, they lost to timor leste but yeah. everybody said even when i criticized in my in my fb postings some of them told me give them a chance they are just doing some trial and error but for me i think if you do trial and error and you play against japan and you lose justified but you cannot lose to timor leste hmm. even our reserves should be able to beat them that's the how how you look at football yep. you know of course you're not underestimating timor leste no. yep. but knowing very well that what we have the kind of sports education coach education the ability that we the have the ability yeah. that we have we should not falter at that level yes. yeah that was already an indication that we were not going in the right direction yep. so i i posted i said one down many more to come yeah okay and eventually it came okay and 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 a lot of them said when everybody felt that there was a it was a good game yes 
for the initial stage first game against Thailand was good they won Correct, yep. but but that doesn't conclude the end you know mm. we do not know what was the strategy of Thailand eventually Thailand went into finals, finals. Correct. you see they lost to us they went into the finals so I would say leave that episode we are not going to do anything all, all we can do is do a post-mortem of what happened mm. and uh, I saw a couple of matches mm-hmm. I think we need to look for more talent yep. we are totally relying on Lukman Hakim and uh, some some players who who the opponents know who is our danger man yep. and they can pinpoint and 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 uh, Uh, what do you call they have locked them on yes and we have nowhere else to go because all our other players can't do anything much correct yeah correct I think this brings me uh, to this question about our coach our under 23 coach Brad right Brad Maloney do you think you know because the talent pool is small he has got no choice but to be over dependent on on a group of players you know over reliance on the same players definitely in comparison i'll share something with you yeah uh way back in 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 the early years just before the 2002 world cup yep i was on a on a attachment mission to japan correct yes and um uh, during one of the visits in the jfa office in the youth and development department uh they gave me an analogy to what we have done Okay, let, let's analyze it. They had an under-19 team. Under-17, under-19 okay. team. Now, they had 40 players in one group mm-hmm. and they had the second 40 players in the second group. Okay. So That means players. they had 80. Okay. Yeah, 80 players for the under-17 team. Okay. okay. 80 players for 80. the under-17. Yeah. Okay. So what they did, they took the first 40 out to a uh, 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 playing tour. Hmm. Okay. They played four or five matches mm-hmm. in the tour to analyze the ability of their players. They used all their players. Okay. They came back. Mm-hmm. Then a month later, the second 40 went to the same venue. Mm-hmm. They went first and played against the same teams yep. and they came back. Mm-hmm. Then from these 80 players, they put a team of 25 They selected the best players. Mm-hmm. Okay, the others were in training. Okay, so the 25 was shortlisted mm-hmm. for the under 17 national team. Okay, they took this 25 to 30 players they had. Mm-hmm. They went on a three-month playing tour to Europe. Okay, they played several matches. Mm-hmm. Then they came back. Mm-hmm. After six months. Just before the uh, the uh, the qualification tournament for Asia, mm-hmm. six months after that, they, they when they came back, they look at the results. They had coaches who went with them, who who took the positive, who took the negative, brought back where the good good area they need to strengthen. Yep. The weak weak area they need to better better mm. it. Mm. Then they went back after six. Uh, Five to six months, they went back and played against the same teams that they lost five nil and four nil, and they played against top class teams. They didn't play like Timor Leste and so on. Mm. They went to Europe. They played against Germany. They played against Belgium or Holland, the, the, the likes of top class teams. Yeah. 
yeah and top clubs yeah so after playing they came back and then after about 3 months they went after making amendments to that laws mm-hmm. they went back again yeah and then they compared results now they could see when first game when they went they lost 4-0 now it's only 1-0 mm. improvement yeah a lot of improvement yeah teams that they drew one all this time they won mm. 2-1 mm. this is what we got to do this where did the pool come from the pool came from all the youth leagues throughout the country but question is number one, we do not have a good youth league correct there are no or none at all i wouldn't say but there are very very few clubs concentrating on grassroots and youth development mm-hmm. whereas in japan and in europe and so on we we do not want to compare but we got to learn from the best correct right so they actually have on their own you need not actually go to a club and the national association does not have to insist that you must have grassroots you must have youth development you must have this you must have that no we don't have to because they are self reliant they are self sufficient mm. they know what is needed of a professional club mm. that is lacking here so we can only do that much to select certain number of players and uh, bukit jalil or or gambang can only accommodate that number of players yeah but that is not the end of it hmm. some players can be late bloomers correct so late bloomers you might not catch them at the age of 12 13 and 14 yeah what if they start blooming at age of 16 17 and 18 hmm. and they are in their kampongs hmm. what do we do so where are our football scouts we have none yeah this is this is where the problem lies so i won't to a certain extent i yeah. will not blame brad maloney i will not mm. blame him mm-hmm. but i'm saying what brad did for the amount of money that we are paying mm-hmm. our local coaches could do it mm. that's that's my argument okay i'm not finding fault yes. because he yeah. couldn't bring a champion team yeah yeah, yeah because if you have uh, 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 what do you call uh, that level of players yeah. that much only they can produce correct you know so that, that that's my take on it yeah and i guess that's the same case when we are talking about our national team you, absolutely you know the yeah. national coach yeah. it, it, it's a reflection yeah. it's a reflection of uh, what uh, the the what do you call uh, the under 23 the under 19 the under 17 the under 15 Correct. it is all you know one after another it'll just keep on going you know yeah. so and we will be spending yes x amount of money all the time and yes. you know if i would say i would i would i would say in in my view mm-hmm. it's a personal opinion i would say for the time being do not spend unnecessarily let's take a break mm. from international scene mm. okay take a break in a sense that don't put targets mm. let's put our house in order okay, okay? let's see In 2018 FA Malaysia came out with a 12 year plan to qualify for the World Cup in 2030. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Now, it is a 12 year plan. Yep. It is in between. Hmm. The plan should have been a 20 or a 30 year uh, old plan. Mm-hmm. Where did we get the idea that within 12 years we can become world beaters? in a sense that qualifying for the world cup you know mm. but if you look at the current situation in 2022 we can't even beat vietnam or thailand 
how are we going to go up the ranks to become one of the four or five countries to qualify for the World Cup? Yes. I mean, it doesn't go into logic, you know. Mm. I mean, that's the reason why um, I'm not criticizing for the sake of criticizing. I'm, I'm criticizing with facts. Yeah. Okay. So this is something which the FA Malaysia, the Ministry of Sports, the stakeholders, someone should actually bring it up and say, "Hey, let look at look at this." You should have said in 2018, give us 20 years. Hmm. 2038, where is the, I mean, when is the next qualifying for the World Cup? We should be able to qualify. Correct. Then look at kids which are 8 years old, 6 years old, 7 years old, 8 years old and start building the philosophy and so on. Correct. If you, in 2018, you put a 12-year plan, that means the players are around 12 to 13 years old. Correct. Then what happens? What happens to the philosophy that uh, there should be a, 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 a what do you call? You should learn the philosophy of football. Twelve years old, you are already quarter baked. Yeah, I I don't see it uh, making sense. Mm. You and you're already in that transition of yeah, moving into youth exactly. already. You know you're, exactly, exactly, yeah. absolutely. From 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 kids, yeah. you you are going into the youth. Yep. Uh, from grassroots to youth, youth the grassroots is where you you embed into them the the values and um, whatnot, you know. Yeah. And and we and we we all agree that football is a school of life. Yes. So it teaches you a lot. Mm. If you don't become a professional player, well and good, but you'll become a good individual. Correct. But we have failed in that. I mm. feel we have failed. Yeah. 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 So, doctor, in um, in your opinion. Um, I mean, you know, we can talk about things here. Uh, it all seems very, uh, you know, of course, it's 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 doable. We need to do something about it. But in the short term, what would be like the best way to go about this? Like, do do we rely on FAM to come up with with, with something, or you know, you think the clubs can take their own initiative and go to the grassroots community, you know, uh, encourage parents. Like we, we we in our previous episode we spoke about it. We said parents are also an important um, stakeholder. Stakeholder, right? Uh, how do we change that narrative? That hey, you know, sports is good. You know, your kids need to go out there, get involved, play sports. You know, because we want these younger kids. We we want the numbers. We want kids to go out there and play, right? So, what can be done? Well, it's a good question. Now. Um, we can only do that much, okay? Now, a lot of parents of yesteryears who were diehard football fans have given up. Hmm. Uh, gone are the years of 1972 and 1980 when we qualified for the Olympics and we yeah. had hope. Hmm. It has gone. Yeah. Yeah? So, the main stakeholder, the the the... the the body that actually can turn around football in this country is the Football Association of Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Okay? They they should make the move. Yeah. Number one. The other stakeholder who who has got a lot of authority over FAM would be the Ministry of Sports. Yeah. Okay? In Japan, they had a 100-year plan and it was a national agenda. Mm-hmm. Is ours a national agenda? Did we concentrate on four or five sports and say this is the national sports? Let's make it to the world level. Hockey has qualified. Mm-hmm. Badminton is at world level. 
after Nicole, I have not heard about squash. So let's, and football, although has not reached world level, we have always, it, it, is, it has always been the number one sport yeah. In 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 people, yes, yeah, it is the number one sport. Yeah, yeah. you can you can anytime just with the click of a finger, you can have a stadium full. Mm. Yeah, football has been like that. Yeah, not only because of Malaysian football, because football played around the world. You know, yes. when Real Madrid and and Liverpool, everybody was talking about Real Madrid and Liverpool. Yeah. So, so the popularity of the game. Yes. Yeah. So, the Ministry of Sports has to do it. Now, without them, without pa- for parents. Time is ticking. It's a it's a clock ticking clock. Yep. They can see football is not doing well. They tell their kid, keep football at just entertainment level. Mm. Don't go deep into it because we see salaries not being paid in Malaysia. Correct. Yeah. Players who have played so hard, even for the country, end up driving taxis, selling fish in the market. I don't want to name mm. people, but these are real situations. Yes. Yeah. yeah? So parents want their children to become professionals. Mm. You can become a professional player, but is Malaysia the avenue? Mm. Is is it the venue for us to create this kind of uh, players? I don't think so yet. Mm. We have not shown them yet. Correct. Now, when you ask me who could actually do it, why clubs don't do it, by right, the FA of Malaysia from AFC has implemented club licensing regulations. Mm. Club licensing regulations means there are certain seven criterias that you got to fulfill before you get a license to play professional football. Okay. My question is, all those clubs that are playing professional football mm. have got should have got their license. Yep. And one of the main criteria is grassroots and youth development. Mm. How did... I do not want to say yeah. name, but I want to ask how did they manage to get their club licensing without getting grassroots and youth approved? Mm. In that, in, if if it, if it is approved, then they should have the structure. Yeah. If they have the structure, it should be operating. Yeah. But it is not. Yeah. But they are still playing in the professional league. Mm. So the watchdog is FAM. You should go back and say, look here, if you are not doing this A, B, C, D in grassroots and youth development, I'm going to hold back your license for the next season. You're not going to play. Correct. But when we bend the rules because of X, Y and Z, managing this, our friends or whatever you call it, then... We are compromising. We are compromising. And that's what happens when you compromise. Mm. It affects the quality and the outcome. Basically, that's it. Correct. Correct. Because I'm, I'm just thinking, doctor. Like in our previous episode, you even today you mentioned that we do not have scouts. I'm thinking, could training, you know, could we train more people to become scouts, and then they could go back to the schools. Sort of, maybe the education ministry needs to come in and perhaps make things like you know you could make it compulsory in schools, like when they have. Sports, you need to have things like interclass, you know, um, interhouse, and get these young kids. You're talking about your standard one, your standard two kids to all play football, you know, and you bring scouts and you build your talent pool there. So it's still very community based because it's in schools and you might have like a club outside, you know, where this the ones who really have that interest could go there on weekends and play. 
you, you know, let's yep. say Penang FA could have like a Penang-based um, uh, football in the community kind of a club and these school children could go there and play, you know. Uh, of course, these are all suggestions, but, you know, somebody needs to take the initiative and get it done. I would say that um, being having been in one of the uh, committees way back where it was helmed by FA Malaysia and we had a Ministry of Sports and Ministry of Education. Yep. Uh, the minister himself or herself in the, what you call, committee, mm-hmm. chairing, uh, being a member of the committee. Yep. Uh, and at that point of time, it was um, our current king, okay. Sultan Abdullah, who was the chairman of the FAM's technical committee, who was also the chairman of that that committee and uh, we managed to bring in the three main bodies uh, who were the main stakeholders of football okay schools the ministry of education Mm -hmm. because kids are in school till the age of 17 correct we cannot neglect them yes we needed facilities we needed sports science uh, input and so on so we brought in isn msn national sports council and so on inside Then FAM helmed it because we were the main stakeholder of football. Yes. The governing body. The governing body. Yeah. So we we managed to bring in. And then we, we told them that, you know, um, we see, clubs can on their own have their own community football. This is where we can copy the English model. Yep. Yeah. They have football in the community and then they have the academy. Yes. Okay. The, com- the community, the People around, whoever they want, between 7 to 12, they can just send their kids. Yep. The best out of the best are picked up and taken into the academy. Academy, yes. Okay, the cream of the crop. Yeah. Then in the academy, you go through a, a stage of training and so on. Only the best will make it into the first team. Yes. Or the second team. Hmm. The rest, they can be loaned out to other clubs if they want. Or they can just carry on playing and after, after that, they go to school and they, they go on into other career. Yeah. So this should be the, the, the modest operandi. Mm. This should be, should be the way that we do. FAM alone will not be able to do uh, community football because Correct. different clubs are in a different yes. community, different area. Correct. Culturally, they should be, they'd be different. Yes. Yeah, even we are Malaysians, but you are in Kelantan, it'll be different a bit. Correct. You know, you have a Friday of holiday. Yep. Well, Sunday is a working day. Correct. Well, here we are. So we can't dictate. Yeah. But they themselves should realize. Hmm. The problem is we have about close to about eight to 10,000 coaches in the country. Hmm. Yeah, way back from 1980s, who they are ex-internationals who are just sitting down. Yeah. They are willing to help. Hmm. But did, did you go and seek their assistance? Hmm. You don't. And you said we should train. Yes. Like I, I was just having a chat with you saying that I'm, I'm conducting a match analysis course. Hmm. A match analysis course and a, a, a scouting course is very similar. Okay. Very close. Mm-hmm. You look at a match analysis, looks at the player on the pitch. Yep. A scout would actually go beyond that and watch the player on and off the pitch hmm. because we want to stud- do a study of his behavior. Yep. Because if he is going to come and sign up with us, I need to know that he has good, good behavior. Right, so this is what a scout does. Mm-hmm. But our scouts, even if sent by a, a club, just go and watch one training session, mm. and they make an assumption, mm. which is yep. not right. 
it should be continuously watched the player should be continuously monitored, watched yeah. and monitored and then you should come to a conclusion that he, we have seen him play 10 matches uh, we were, we have seen him outside he's a fantastic guy we can mold him into our philosophy in mm-hmm. our club mm-hmm. and we take him on like how messi went into Bar- barca yeah 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 that's what i'm saying so this this is what we should implement mm. and it's not impossible it's not impossible it's yeah. nothing it's not not impossible at all yeah. because i think if you are in a club But does it cost a lot of money doctor that i'm coming to mm. that now you see let's say let's say you we talk, speak about penang yeah okay we go to the municipality yeah the nearest municipality where the club is in yeah if the club doesn't have its own pitch mm. okay we go to the municipality tell them you come on board yeah okay be one of our member of this, mm, yeah. this community football mm-hmm. yeah You can invite many companies that are around because for publicity sake they will come because yes. kids will think yeah so bring them on board hmm. the pitch comes free hmm. your coaches that you have in your uh, in your stable tell them that twice a week you got to contribute to the community hmm. If, if my staff if i have staff who are on my payroll I'll say hey come i'll come also yep. let's go and do a one and a half hour job just train these kids yep. because they could be our future stars yeah can be done if let's say even if you have to pay yeah you can speak to the mantri besar or the chief minister who whoever is there from the sponsors that they give you the little money yeah you could actually give some pocket money to the coaches for you to just run the program mm mm-hmm. On a long run, you can establish a team to coach. Then you can start paying them. But initially, for you to start, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. So I really hope that you know, people who are listening out there, who knows, you know, we might have your adons and all that listening, yeah. and probably you need to take this initiative, take yep. it up. Yeah. You know, this is what we need. Yeah. You know, um, grassroots and youth development is so so important. Yes. I am willing if anyone anyone needs that kind of assistance. Yes. Yeah, I mean ideas. Yeah. To put it in paper to see how it can be uh structured and to do it. Correct. I'm ever willing to yeah. assist. No problem. Yeah. yeah. No and problem. and you know for our listeners you can always reach out to Dr. Subra. Right? Uh you can find him online. Um I think uh Dr. we need to everybody needs to to work on this. Yes. Uh and like you said, you know, having a 12 year plan is not going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh if uh the main issue is not addressed. Um Definitely. You know, our talent pool is small, that is a real problem for our uh, local football right now. Um and um I think things like this, you know, we can't expect uh, overnight changes. Yeah, the, it's, the, a pro- the, it's a process. Yes, but um, uh, to to stress another point, the other thing that is killing this young talent, yeah, mm-hmm. is naturalizing f- uh, foreigners. Yeah, because it is like fly by night they come and they become heroes. Correct. Yeah, and and our boys here, the young ones, look up when they will get a chance to don the national color. Mm. They don't get it because always we see foreigners doing it. I think this is a very very bad idea. Mm. We should do away with it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap things up, Doctor, yeah. um, I have this one uh, question. Talking about our national team, coaches, 
you know so we have our national team coach we have our under 23 coach and of course you would have like your under 17 and you know you have your respective coaches how well do all these coaches work together and how important is that um, relationship i think the relationship is very important hmm. uh, because we are passing over uh, see we do not have a system where the under 15 national coach follows through the team to the under 17 stage hmm. Yeah, we we may have an under 17 coach. We just pass them over. Yep. Now, the Bayern Munich has got a system where if you are an under nine coach, you follow through right through until until you become under 20. Oh, yeah, the same coach. Okay. So he he knows the development of the player. Mm. Maybe we should look into that. That's one. If at all we cannot, mm. the national technical director is the person who should be the link. To make sure that there's a link, mm. he should bring all of them under his table, yeah, he, uh, uh, under his table, and he he should he should get them going, talking, understanding uh, what the players are all about, who is going who is going to move where, why, uh, some data. I do not know whether the data is forwarded mm-hmm. and so on because different coaches will look at it differently. Correct. So we do not want so want to find that middle ground. Yes, yeah. yes, and and I think. Uh, that should be done but the best idea would be follow the bayern munich uh, model mm. where the coach follows through yeah you know so until 20 yeah then he comes back to 9 again mm. so he has got about 10 years span with the team yep. and he will know the players in and out yeah yeah so you don't he doesn't have to take time to study the players correct that that will be the way correct yeah okay All right, doctor. That sure. brings us to the end of this episode of uh, Time Spot on the Beat. Um, well, let's hope uh, for the best for next sure. year. I just hope that the senior know? team can do something out of their yeah. their, their venture there. Yeah. And um, uh, thank you, Fabian, for having me. No worries. Yep. Thank you so thank much, you. doctor. Thank you.